Hey everyone, it's Tuesday here, aka Jack Hatter, and in this episode I thought we'd go back to the basics and just read some scary stories that are said to be true. And these are from the Reader's Digest. Our first one is The Boy with No Eyes. One night when I was ten, I was woken up by my bedroom door opening, followed by someone sitting on my bed. I felt my leg grazed and the bed sink under a person's weight. Thinking it was my mom, I opened my eyes to see an eyeless boy. He had black empty sockets. About my age, sitting at the foot of the bed, he extended his hand and in it was a little box. I was startled but reached out. He pulled back. I reached again and said, give it. Then I blinked. And when I reopened my eyes, he was gone. But the imprint of someone sitting on my bed was present. Fast forward five years, my girlfriend came over to do some homework. After she finished, she took a nap while she waited for her parents. When they arrived, I tried waking her up. She opened her eyes suddenly, looking up at a corner where the wall met, met the ceiling. She pointed there and went back to sleep. I shook her again. She came to full consciousness, and I explained what she'd done. She said, up on the wall, I saw a little boy with no eyes. He was there in a Spider-Man pose, staring at me. I freaked out and told her my story about the same kid. Fast forward another five years, I was with the same girlfriend and we had a two-year-old. We were living in my parents' house in my old room. My daughter started waking up at the same time every night and she'd talk. After a while, I noticed she had almost the same conversation every night. I playfully asked her once whom she was talking to. She said, it's a little boy. He's nice. He, he's lost and looking for his mommy. My daughter's nightly conversations continued until we got our own place after that year. Whoa. Let's find us another spooky story. Especially if it's like told by real people, you know, that um, and kids are involved because, you know, kids are more prone to seeing spirits than adults. Okay. This one's titled The Little Hands. I've never lived in a haunted house but my mother did as a teenager. Other houses on her street had strange things going on too. A few homes away from her lived a man and his family. One night, one of his daughters went to bed with a bad headache. The next day, she was dead. She passed away from an aneurysm. After the funeral, the family went away to get their minds off the tragedy. And the father asked my uncle, my mom's brother, to check on their pets. My mom and dad, they were dating then, went with my uncle. My mom had heard there was a grand piano and she wanted to play it. And my dad was studying to be a veterinarian. After entering the house, my uncle and my father headed to, headed to the basement to see the animals. And my mother went to the piano 
on the ground floor. She was playing it when she felt something brush her ankles. She thought a cat must have ha must have left the basement and walked past her. She kept playing and then felt it again. She looked under the piano and saw nothing. When she started again, she felt hands clasp on her legs and grab them tightly. She dashed to the basement door, called my uncle and father, and waited for them. When they walked outside, my uncle could tell my mother was rattled and asked what was wrong. She told him what had happened, and he turned white. He told her the daughter who died used to play a game with her father when he'd when <laughs> sorry when he'd play the piano she crawled underneath and grabbed his ankles and pushed his feet up and down on the paddles oh okie dokie then that's so sad that he lost his daughter to an aneurysm i wonder how old she was when it happened you know I mean, either age is terrible, but still. Okay, let's find us one more. So, if any of you guys have any spooky stories, any th weird things that has happened to y'all, please feel free to send them to me on Instagram at Chatter with Hatter. I would love to read them. And they might just make it on the show. But I've really shared most of my ghostly experiences in my house with you guys. And it wasn't much. But hey, it was something. Like, I can't explain the feelings I used to get when I was a kid. Sorry, y'all, I'm typing. That's why I'm being so quiet. <laughs> and don't worry, y'all. I plan to record the part two to serial killers sometime. I just haven't had time to do the research and everything. But it's coming, I promise. Atlantic ghost stories. If y'all didn't already know, I live in Georgia, so. This one's titled, There's a Jealous Ghost in the Thornton House. <laughs> I'm all about reading about some jealousy. Let's get it. And these are just small and I guess like snippets. So, I'll read a few of these. One of the most haunted places in Atlanta, Georgia is the Thornton House. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right because it's Thorn and then T-O-N. So, apologies if I'm not pronouncing that right. Built in 1784, this historical landmark can, can attribute okay, much of its poor... Of course, I start stuttering on the short stories. 
of its paranormal activity to the ghost of a preteen girl. Many witnesses experience cold spots and have actually seen her on the staircase. According to the staff, she causes strange gusts and and like blows out candles. According to the book, Ghosts of Atlanta, Phantoms of the Phoenix City, she's the jealous type. Anytime a teen girl is in the house, she pulls the poor girl's hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay oh that's funny hmm vampires gather at the masquerade what's that about let's read it shall we in midtown Atlanta it is a former mill I'm not I don't know I'm gonna be honest with you guys I don't know what the first word is so but it's a mill it's some kind of mill M-I-L-L -L kind of mill that was built in 1890 during its operation many accidents occurred and one even led to a death Herbert Neal became caught in a conveyor belt and was killed on July 17th 1999 I mean 1899 <laughs> as if that wasn't enough for a haunting it got a creepy makeover when it was turned into a pizzeria with a with a little movie theater in the 1970s then in 1988 the place was turned into the masquerade a nightclub and concert venue which apparently was a was attracted attracted the likes of vampires. First frequenters of Masquerade allegedly saw a tall shadowy figure of a man lurking the grounds late at night. They began to believe he was a vampire. Rumor has it that more vampires have since flocked to Masquerade and actually live there now. Okay. That's more like a legend, conspiracy. And I'm sorry, I was so stuttery, stuttery on that one. It just looked worded weird to me. Okay, let's find us one more good one, shall we, please? Ooh! This one, this one is about the Fox Theater. Let's get it. Paranormal activity festers inside the Fox Theater. The Fox Theater opened on Christmas Day in 1929. Hey, that's cool. And myths have mo- Mo- ugh, Mo- Do you guys just hate it when you stutter on some of the most simplest words? Anyway. Modeled themselves around it ever since. Everything from claims of breakfast cereal being in the plaster to... Okay, of stolen treasure hiding in the catacombs have been topics of specula speculation for locals. Okay, that right there did not make any sense. Anyway, on the more spooky end, this is what we're looking for, of the spectrum of the stories of the Fox Theater being haunted. People have claimed to see shadowy figures inside the theater. The face 
of Confederate soldiers looking out from the windows. A former owner claimed to see the apparition of a man walking down the aisle when he knew he was alone. One of the managers back in the 1940s 40s, lived on the fourth floor of the building with his girlfriend when his girlfriend was found dead. It was ruled an accident. Ever since then, the lights turned themselves off and on, and the backstage elevator heads to the fourth floor, no matter what button the person has pushed. Okay, here's one about Confederate soldiers, and this will be our last one. <laughs> Confederate soldiers haunt the Oakland Cemetery. Atlanta's oldest and largest final resting place is the Oakland Cemetery. Dating back in to 1850, the grounds hold some 70 and... Why do they always got use words I've never seen before? Interments. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. 3,000 of which belong to unknowns. Well, basically, holding 70,000 graves. 3,000 of them is hold belong of which belong to unknown soldiers. 27 of Atlanta's mayors are buried there. Along with the Gone with the Wind right, author... Margaret Mitchell. Much of the paranormal activity seems to be centralized to the section of Confederate soldiers. Full body apparitions of troops have been seen, and one witness was startled by the image of a soldier hanging from one of the trees. A, dis a disembodied voice reading a roll call of the Confederate dead has been heard by a few people, sometimes a muffled present can be heard in response. Okay. Honestly, though, that makes me want to go there <laughs> just to see if I could witness anything, too. I'll definitely be looking into more of these. Like, some of these I would probably like to do some more research on to get stories and everything who knows I might do a part two of, of ghost stories in Atlanta but anyway there you guys go this is today's episode I'm sorry it wasn't much and I'm sorry I had to listen to my constant stuttering but I hope you guys have an awesome day and I catch y'all next time bye mm -hmm.